0: Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married, but you know what I mean. I am Kristen from KristenAndChill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenanchill.com
1: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. If you like what you're listening to and you want dating tips and strategies directly from me, then you can get in touch with me by shooting me a text to the number 310 299 9139. Up until now, only the best clients of mine had personal access to me. But now, because so many guys ask my personal help regularly, I'm building a private texting community where I answer your questions, give you killer tips, and just make your dating life smoother and easier than ever before. Even if you're not just dating, and you're married, I can help you with that too. So just shoot me a text at 310-299-9139. I really look forward to hearing from you. All right, text you soon. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we tell you exactly how to pick the right women for you. Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. It's completely accurate because we have MBTI, Myers-Briggs specialist, Derek Lee on our show talking to us about his new app that reveals everybody's personality type so that you can select the right women for you, whether it's for casual, for serious, for long-term dating, up to you. So keep listening. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Sadly, Kristen is not here today. She had a death in her family. Sadly, her mother passed away recently and she is not able to be with us. I'm telling you this so that you can send her lots of love through her social media, through emails, whatever way you have to get in touch with her. The best thing for her in this time is to just hear from others and talk to others. So the more love you can send her, The better. So please, please do so. But in her place, we have the amazing Marissa, who is my wing girl and the author of the F formula, the very, very, very popular F formula, and the woman who's going to soon be doing a huge masterclass on how to flirt. Yeah, Marissa is here. So thank you for joining us, Marissa.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes, my pleasure.
1: Subbing in. Okay. And now here is the cream of the crop because we have something that all women love. We have Derek Lee from Boo, the dating app that pairs people up based on their personality type through Myers Briggs. So I'm saying every woman loves this because every woman loves learning more about who they are, their personality type. It is a huge conversation starter. So, Derek, thank you so much for coming on to our show today.
3: Yeah, of course. I'm really glad to be here.
1: Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about? who you are, and where the idea for Boo dating app came about. Like why Myers-Briggs is such an important foundation for dating or why you believe it to be a great foundation for dating.
3: Yeah, so I started Boo with my two co-founders early this year. And we started it because we realized that dating was really inefficient. You could, for example, be on Tinder and be swiping nonstop And then even when you meet someone on a date, you could realize at the very end that you guys were not very compatible from the very beginning. So just going home from countless bad dates, feeling like meeting the right person is extremely difficult. But if you can control for showing people only the people that they're likely to be compatible with, you can really save them a lot of time from the swiping to the messaging to the scheduling and then to eventually meeting. And when they do eventually meet the right person, hopefully it just feels magical.
1: Yeah. Well, can you explain a little bit about what Myers-Briggs is? Because when I told Marissa that we had a Myers-Briggs expert on the show, she like literally started cheering. Uh So (laughs) what is it like? Because I know that opposites attract. And I know this isn't about opposites. Or like, tell me what Myers-Briggs is. And especially for the people who don't know what it is in the most dumbed down version possible so that everybody can understand exactly what it is and why it's important.
3: Yeah, sure. So the Myers-Briggs or the MBTI for short, is a personality psychology framework. So it categorizes every single person into 16 types. And it really explains how you view the world, how you view and perceive it, and what are the likely personality traits that you're likely to have. And nowadays, in recent times, we're seeing it all over dating profiles. In 2019, it was a most popular thing to see on a dating profile with more listings than Drake, Game of Thrones, and Stranger Things combined. That's
1: crazy. I saw it on many of the profiles that I was going through as well. And so can you give a sample of... Because in case some people have seen it and have not known what they're actually seeing. So what would be a Myers-Briggs type? One, an example of one.
3: Yeah. So... If you think to even like celebrities that we know, every single celebrity that you know has a Myers-Briggs type. And once you know their Myers-Briggs type, you could even say, maybe if you have a crush on them, you could really understand the inner depths of their psychology. What if you were to meet in real life? You could maybe attract them if you know what they typically like. For example, if you take uh, Keanu Reeves, for example, he's an INFP. And so based on the fact that he's an INFP, you could really know that he's a very gentle and sweet person, very principled, but at the same time, you'd likely also know that he wouldn't necessarily make the first move. He usually enjoys the company of extroverted women. And I forgot who it was that he used to be dating, but it, usually it's like INFPs enjoy stronger personalities because they feel like it's something that they lack in themselves.
1: Interesting, well, maybe we should go over all the letters, just like a brief rundown on each letter. I just want to give people a full understanding, yeah, and then for the people who are listening and for Marissa, who's probably eager to listen as well, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know well, I want to discuss like how to figure out a person's type from either their profile or from talking to them. Let's say if you're not using Boo Dating app and you don't know, actually know that information already. And then how to actually talk to them differently, like engage with them differently. Because that's what you're going to teach us in the second half of the show. But first, sure. like maybe for people, let's just explain exactly what the letters stand for and maybe people can start to pick apart what type they are. And then also, I think you have a link to help people figure out what type they are that you can give out at any time that you like. But yeah. Floor is yours, so let's explain it.
3: Yeah, I can start by going over the letters. So there are four letters in an MBTI type, and the first one determines if you're extroverted or introverted. This is the easiest one, but also you could also say it's kind of difficult. Sometimes you don't, we can't really tell if someone is an extrovert or an introvert. Some people they just appear to be very extroverted, even though they enjoy having time to recharge by themselves. Some people may appear introverted, but there are extroverted. MBTI types that maybe just don't care that much.
1: You actually told me at the end of our Facebook Live that we did that you were surprised I was an extrovert because I was giving you a reading that I was an introvert. Yeah. Which I was sort of surprised about.
3: Yeah. So you told me that you were an extrovert. Honestly, I thought you were either one of two very opposite types, either an INFJ or an ESTP. Yes.
1: Oh, don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Boy, <hold on. laughs> I've, been, I've been loving that i'm an anyway we're getting off track because I want, I want people to understand these things but just for people to know the differences between an introvert and an extrovert i would love to explain that a bit because some people just think it means outgoing versus non-outgoing so maybe if you can just dive into that a little bit more sure. and then we'll go into the other letters
3: Sure. The definition of extroversion is how someone derives their energy, either from being around people or from recharging by being themselves. So for extroverts, it's are they talkative? Do they seem really friendly? Are they assertive? Do they seem very active? And for introverts, it's do they seem more passive, withdrawn, quiet, or reflective? And this can be tricky to discern sometimes because the problems I describe, people can behave differently for professional and cultural reasons that may not be their natural state.
1: Right. Okay, interesting.
3: One way to really figure out if someone is an extrovert or introvert is you consider who their spouse or significant other is and you see if they're extroverted or introverted. The most likely scenario is they're opposite that of their spouse because of the way attraction works. And you can do this with best friends. In most cases, usually people search out people opposite to that of what they are.
1: Interesting. Well, it's funny because I would say my best friends growing up, were all very outgoing, but they were introverted.
3: Uh, Interesting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so they were very loud and vibrant, but they always needed like days to recharge afterwards by themselves after having like a big social display for themselves. Anyway, we're getting lost in me again, obviously, because I want to talk about me. Anyway, let's go on to the next one, the N and the S. I want to hear about that.
3: Yeah, so this means you're either intuitive or you're either sensory. Intuitive within the MBTI system means relying more on intuition, and sensory means relying more on your senses as the main vehicle of perceiving the world. So as an intuitive, you would ask, do they enjoy talking about the abstract and about things like philosophy? Do they seem imaginative? Do they prefer possibilities over facts? Prefer the conceptual to the practical? Do they tend to zone out in conversations and in the present because they're in their minds? Or if they're sensors, they would be detail-oriented, very practical, observant. They place more value on literal facts and tradition rather than things unproven and probably more focused on the present and the past than the future.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
3: This is probably the hardest one to understand and judge if you're new to the MBTI, but one of the easiest ones you're familiar with the people of each type. There are th- certain things that you can do to really get a feel for whether someone is intuitive or sensing just based on a first impression. So you can ask like, how alert do their eyes look? Sensors can be more in touch with their senses and use their eyes more in their perceptions. You can actually feel like a sharp gaze where they're really looking at and observing the details of your expressions and your maybe how you look or your dress. Intuitives, on the other hand, can often seem like they're zoning out and half present in their heads, so to speak. But what is another good signal that you can look at is How much attention do they put into the details of their appearance? Sensors, um, they're very aesthetically and visually in tune. And so they tend to put more care towards how they look and the little details that comprise their appearance. Intuitives, on the other hand, enjoy the cleaner look. So from like an overall vibe, it's quite clean, but it's not like very intricate as sensors tend to be very good at.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I am an N. Marissa, what are you so far? When I took the test,
2: I was an N, but I'm so feeling like I'm on the cusp. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that possible?
3: Yeah, it's possible. Do you know what your type is?
2: I've taken it like three times, and I keep getting
1: ENFJ. Oh, that's me. Yeah, nice. That's you, Marty. Mm-hmm. Same Here type as you.
2: ENFJ. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 or
1: at least I that's mean, what I've been told in the past. Yeah, I've yeah. done two tests, and I got one by like an actual assessor, and I was an ENFJ.
2: Oh wow. That's yeah, so birds of a feather flock together,
3: right? Seriously. No.
2: But that's fine. Well, we should keep going with the definitions, but that's so interesting what you said about the opposites attracting. Mm-hmm. I usually am attracted to people who are similar to me in dating and friendships, like extroverts. And yeah, it just seems like that's more my type of mm-hmm. person.
1: Maybe you're going for the wrong type then. Maybe yeah. I've
2: been looking under all the wrong rocks, you guys. Exactly.
1: <laughs> the- Socially charged rocks. You got to go somewhere else. And for people who are just sitting there reading a book. That's who you have to go after. That's funny. Hang out with them.
3: Yeah. So these rules are just statistical guidelines. You can never be 100% accurate. But if you had to make a choice or make a guess, I would go with opposites. But everyone is different. Everyone has their own preferences. This is just more of a statistical guideline.
1: Mm-hmm. Love it. So these each letter pair, there's like four different pairs. And there's two letters for each pair, obviously, and that makes sense. And so you're one or the other, or you can be on the cusp, as you said, but most often you're one or the other. So let's go to the third pair.
3: Right. So the third pair is you're either a feeler or a thinker. So feelers are people who are guided by their principles and values and tend to be more emotionally expressive and considerate. Thinkers prefer being guided by rationality and logic and prefer being direct and truthful, even at the expense of consideration. So it doesn't mean to say that feelers don't think and thinkers don't feel. But if you get into the MBTI memes, I mean, they love making memes about this all the time. But Marissa, I see you're laughing. You look at the memes, don't you?
2: I've seen some. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Feelers, they tend to be more empathetic. They tend to be compassionate. They tend to be accommodating, accepting, and more tender. Thinkers can be more logical, reasonable, questioning, even critical and tough. This can sometimes be difficult for people to discern for certain personality types and for people who are well-balanced. So you can be an ENFJ, but very well-developed in terms of um, your thinking side, per se. And so in a work environment, you can sort of like switch and turn these different parts off. And so it can be difficult to discern F or T individually, depending on how well-disciplined they are and well-developed. But it can be a lot easier if you're already confident with the other letters and are simply evaluating whether someone is an ESTJ or an ESFJ. Because in this case, you could evaluate which description and set of behaviors, looking at the overall description, um, their job choice and their values or interests seem more applicable to who you're evaluating. So you can either evaluate someone letter by letter or you can evaluate someone by their entire type. And to do it by their entire type, you'd have to really deeply understand each of the 16 types and have met people in your life for each personality type. For example, you can like first start off with your best friends, your mom, your dad. Oh, okay, my mom is an INFJ. Okay, and the next person you meet, okay, she's so like my mom and she's also an INFJ. And then you start building this intuition. But the hacks that I've been describing is how you would discern based on each letter. And so this is, can also work very well But sometimes you kind of need it in conjunction with your overall understanding of each type to be able to make a better assessment.
1: Okay. And so, well, this is why your app is so good because you don't need to do any of this. It just says right on there what type they are and then you can see who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the last one because the last one is P and... J. P P and J, yeah. So perceiver and judger, right?
3: Yeah. Okay. So perceiver is, this is all about how organized are you? So, perceivers, they prefer to be open and perceptive rather than deciding something on the spot, whether that be in the form of openness to ideas or being more in tune with their senses. In practice, this can be observed with behaviors like being very easygoing. If someone's very go with the flow, they're likely to be a perceiver. Judgers, on the other hand, prefer processing the information they do receive. And that manifests in the sense of reaching decisions and judgments and having a sense of more control over their lives as they like to have. This can be observed with behaviors like planning, organizing, and stronger opinions. So if you want to know, is someone a judger or a perceiver, you would ask, do they seem really chill? Are they easygoing, go with the flow, open-minded, disorganized sometimes? Do they often run late or dislike being kept to a tight schedule? That would be a perceiver. Or if they're a judger, You would ask, you know, do they seem to enjoy adhering to schedules and plans? Do they like being in control and taking control? Control is a major tell for this letter. Do they seem like they have strong opinions and judgment? And this could vary a little bit depending on each type. For example, if you're an ISFJ, you could have strong opinions and judgment, but you can still be very agreeable and supportive and you want to listen to other people. But you can also be an ENTP with who is a perceiver, but also have very strong opinions.
1: Okay. Very interesting. Yeah,
3: so there's nuance between each type as well.
1: I love it. Marissa, do you have any questions before we continue? Ooh, on?
2: A million, but let's continue.
1: <laughs> okay. So now I want to know once you know your type, once you know other people's types, how do you know which type is best for you? And then obviously using your site or other dating sites where they do list Myers Briggs types. Like, how do you find the best match for you? Do you have a resource on your site or in your app that tells you what types are most compatible for you?
3: Yeah. So we, I actually wrote a blog post about this called What the MBTI Taught Me About Love Dating Compatibility. Literally anything and everything you need to know as a beginner, which types are compatible with you and how you should make sense and use the MBTI as your trying to find who you're compatible with is in the blog post. And I can go over a brief summary, which is, so essentially the types that we recommend the most are people that share first and foremost opposite extroversion or introversion. So for example, as an ENFJ, we would recommend INFJs because this kind of relationship is kind of called the kindred spirit. They're the most similar to you in values and ways of thinking. They're like you, but they're like the extroverted or introverted version. The second version is the opposite half. So keeping the same extroversion or introversion opposite, you sort of switch the J and P, the last letters. So you've heard of this love story before. One person is the carefree, easygoing person in the relationship. The other person is the one that's on top of things. One person is extroverted, who takes care of all the socializing. The other person is the introverted, who just would rather rely on their partner. It's a very common dynamic and examples of this include Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. Barack Obama is an ENTP. Michelle Obama is an INTJ. So they share the two letters in between N and T. So they both process the world from abstractly. They like talking about ideas. They're both thinkers, so they care more about being direct, even if it means hurting each other's feelings, but as long as they get to the core issues. But Michelle Obama is very more organized. Barack Obama is very much more outgoing and spontaneous. With the prior example where you only have the opposite extroversion and introversion, examples include Elon Musk and Grimes. So Elon Musk is an INTP and Grimes is an ENTP. And how you'd characterize their relationship is one where it's all about ideas. And that's something that ENTPs and INTPs care a lot about. Engaging themselves in abstract philosophical discussion and just really savoring all of that juicy, to them what is like very juicy foreplay. You could also say (laughs) Steve Jobs and Laureen Powell. So Steve Jobs was an ENTJ and Laureen, his wife, is an INTJ. He once had a quote about his relationship. And he said, it just gets better as the years roll on. And the person that eventually chose to take over Apple, Tim Cook, is also an INTJ. And so there was lots of natural chemistry. He respected his wife and Tim Cook, his right-hand man, because they just shared many of the same values, being in NTJs. And the third recommended type we recommend most often is sharing opposite extroversion and introversion, opposite perceiving and judging. So sharing these two as a pre and then changing the feeling and thinking dynamic. This is the dynamic most used in fictional love stories. You see it all the time. So examples include Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. So Tony Stark is the ENTP, you know, the bad boy genius who's always getting himself into trouble, but he's a genius. He sort of, his mouth gets him in trouble all the time. He comes up with great ideas. And he sort of relies on Pepper Potts, his INFJ, who has her life all together, who's always trying to help him work out through his feelings because he's a mess.
1: I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Does that type only work when the male is a bit more of a mess and the woman is more organized? Or does it also work for the flip?
3: Oh, it definitely works for the flip. If you ask ENTP women, ENTPs are very hilarious. They're very funny. They're very outgoing. They love debating you, they love challenging you, and they even love, like, maybe even a dirty joke. Most of them, I think, from my experience, tend to love the soft and quiet type. So soft, quiet, principled guys. And so dynamic works both ways in this example. But there are some gender-specific examples like INFJ-ISTP relationship, where most often it tends to be an INFJ woman with an ISTP man.
1: Interesting. Okay, very cool. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about... How to engage each of these types. So we'll be back in
0: a minute. You guys have probably heard me talk about Bet Online by now, and you probably think it's just a place to bet on sports, but it is not. Bet Online covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, and has real time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the action. And even though football is over, the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. So get to bet online and start placing your bets. Start winning that money. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Not even just for your dating life, for your betting life too. Don't forget to use the promo code CLNS five zero to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. When life is really busy, your mental health usually goes on the back burner, if on a burner at all. But with BetterHelp, it's convenient, affordable, and easy to use, so you can get professional expert advice and counseling to your phone anytime, twenty four seven. And even better, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's not that easy in real life when you're just calling places, trying to get a new person on the drop of a dime. But on BetterHelp, it is. Finding someone to talk to so that you can live a better life is so important. And I want you to do that now and start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com/askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, h e l p.com/askwomen.
1: If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess There's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I wanna show you the most effective step by step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Derek Lee from Boo, the dating app that is focused, centered. I don't even know how to label this, but on the Myers-Briggs MBTI. And I actually just uh, created a special link for anybody who wants to see that article that Derek was talking about in the first half of the show. So go to winggirlmethod.com slash MBTI boo. Go there and check out the article. All right. So Derek, tell me how do guys, first of all, in a minute or less, figure out what kind of type a girl is if they're not using your app. And then once they figure out her type, how do they engage each different type? And we won't go over every single type, but I'd love to hear like a little bit about how to talk to them differently, how to ask them out differently, like all of that stuff.
2: Yeah. And you have to be an expert in this or can you make like quick assessments or baseline assessments?
3: Yeah. So you can read my blog post, How to Mind Read Anyone with Psychology. And you can essentially learn to use the framework that I described, guessing letter by letter, and you'd be pretty much maybe 70% accurate. Even when you understand each type, you might not be 100% accurate. It's just getting more information. So you can evaluate holistically. If they have like short red hair and tattoos, you probably know their perceiving type, especially as a woman. Or you can like evaluate holistically or you can evaluate letter by letter. And so once you know someone's type, really the best advice that I would have is it works out naturally when you just be yourself. Because what you understand from each personality type is that they each have their own mating calls. Mm -hmm. And so people have gotten together for centuries and millennium, not because of the existence of the MBTI, but because of their natural preferences. And so it tends to just naturally work out that compatible types find each other in real life. Sometimes you go through rough patches with people that are not very compatible, but for the most part, you're just naturally attracted to people who are. So for example, to give an example, if you are an ENFJ, meeting an INFJ in real life, they sort of have the INFJ vibe. Like, you know when you see it and there's something instantly attractive about them, you're like, I want to adopt you, especially as an extroverted ENFJ. Like when you meet like that, introverted infj friends usually just want to adopt them into your social circle very polite usually well-kept reserved but very principled and thoughtful the chemistry usually is very natural so yeah you'd be surprised to know that each personality type is very very different in terms of how they view love dating and relationships and you know what they're looking out of a partner looking to get from a partner How they're looking to be satisfied, very deep down inside, what's going to make them feel complete and fulfilled is going to be different for every single type. So, for example, for an ENFJ, I can really go into your example first because it might resonate or be more (laughs) relatable. We're like, tell us
1: about us. Right. Tell us. (laughs) I don't care about anybody else. Right.
3: Yeah. So, right. That's our type. Intuitive (laughs) feeling types, you really care about understanding someone to the very core of who they are you really want to really get to know someone on a deep level. And, you know, being on a date with an ENFJ, what you guys tend to do is really ask soul-piercing, very deep questions about who they are, maybe about their background, understanding what drives them and their motivations. You're really into the emotional connection. And without that, you feel like it's very cheap. It just doesn't feel very fulfilling for you. However, and this applies to, you know, men as well, ENFJ men, they're just looking for the deeper connection. But if you were, let's say, like an ESTP, you could be very visually driven, very aesthetically driven. You're very into someone's looks. So example would be Donald Trump. He's sort of like a standard ESTP. He's very rebellious, very showsman-like. And I don't mean to be really political, but he's a very good example of an ESTP. And Milani is actually an ISTP. So they're also a compatible pairing. So they chose each other in real life. And to get an ESTP to settle down is very, very difficult. ESTPs usually like keeping their options open, you know, like Donald Trump, right? But for an ESTP to have settled with someone, it actually means that they thought that person is quite special. And that's what an ISTP did to him.
2: So as an ENFJ, is that the kind of person that maybe even from like a young age was always sort of looking for a more serious relationship? Is that the kind of person who... Like throughout their whole life, they don't necessarily gravitate towards casual relationships?
3: I'm not sure how MBTI relates to someone over time. It's very a contentious debate as to whether someone's type does change over the course of their lifetime. My belief is that it can and does change to some extent. There are some parts that are always kind of with you. But you can change.
1: You heard it here. People can change. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a big thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you can't change. I'm sorry, what was your second part of your question again?
1: Oh, I was just asking if you
2: are an ENFJ, are are you the type of person who is usually gonna be drawn to serious relationships? Like are you finding that people there's different letters for people who are really more to the casual relationship? persuasion.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: Kind of like what you said about Trump, you know, ESTPs being not as willing to settle down and stuff like that. So
3: that's exactly true. Typically with intuitive feeling types, casual relationships will usually not be very fulfilling. So if that's something that you're looking for straight outright, and maybe you have an initial attraction to someone you realize that is an intuitive feeling type, you could essentially throw those plans out the window because odds are they won't want to engage in a casual relationship with you. But, you know, it can be largely dependent on circumstance where they are, you know, maybe in their relationship status, what they're looking for at that moment. But generally speaking, they would prefer to have built a strong emotional connection beforehand. Now, which types could be more open to casual relationships? It would be personality types like Donald Trumps, ESTPs, ESFPs. They might be more outgoing in how they approach it and get it themselves. But generally perceiving types are also more go with the flow. You might find them being less personally restrictive of themselves and just willing to engage in a casual relationship.
1: Oh, so that's a good pickup line then when you're talking to somebody. Do you like to be in control or do you prefer <laughs> to be... like And then just find out and then you're like, okay, I know how this is going to go. You like you're more of a pee. <laughs> more of a <laughs> We're gonna have yeah. sex at the end of the night, maybe. <laughs> yep. It's an option. No, but that's interesting because... You can start creating your own questions to figure out who people are, but also ones that entice that personality type. Right. Exactly. So for me, like, I mean, I always like to hear about people who are a little bit more out of control. That's kind of appealing to me because I am a J and much more regimented and in control, even though on a regular basis I dislike when people are constantly out of control. But I think knowing these things about other types can be extremely helpful in the way that you're. You can sway the conversation if you so desire. You know how Mm -hmm. to get those peaks from them, which is really cool.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you're dating an ENFJ like Marissa and Marnie, what they're very attracted by is like you'd be warm, (laughs) caring, principled, mysterious maybe, deep, very altruistic, virtuous, empathetic, loyal. And you would want to especially avoid being critical ENFJs don't like people who disrupt the social harmony. They don't like people who are rude or disrespectful. Don't be superficial. Don't be too controlling because other controlling types, they tend to like being with perceiving types because it's like a dominant dynamic. Do you let them be the person in the relationship that they feel most natural being? And you need to show them words of affirmation. They really need to hear how much they're being appreciated much more than a lot of other types, really be vocally as a love language, words of affirmation, very be vocal about your appreciation for them.
1: That is 100% accurate. Would you say that resonates with you, Marissa?
2: That's so accurate. Absolutely. I have a really deep-seated disdain for people who I don't like aggressiveness. I don't like Rudeness, people who are selfish—like I don't think anybody is necessarily drawn to those qualities, but those things are such a a huge turn off for me. That would be like that. Plus, if you don't have a sense of humor, bye.
1: Right, <laughs> like those like the two yeah. no, same with me. Same <laughs> with me. That's interesting. Yeah. Are there certain types who are okay with rudeness? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's hear that. I want to hear those.
3: So. What can be perceived as critical, selfish, rude, or like not very considerate for like social harmony can be seen by thinking types as the more expedient option. Like some people, they just can't be bothered with all this political correctness. And, you know, if it's one thinking type to another, maybe even just like being super direct with them, it might be like kind of stringent for that one second. But in the end, they both appreciate, you know, how direct they can be with each other.
2: They don't want to put the energy into treating someone with kid gloves.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh,
1: that's my husband. And I'm so sensitive. It's horrible.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's interesting. I'm thinking of a few friends that I have where they're like that, but it's like I appreciate it in them. Like sometimes I wish I could be more like that. But at the same time, when they are direct, it kind of freaks me out. And I'm like, ah, don't take that personally. Like, yeah, it's really interesting.
3: Yeah. And for example, another of the pet peeves, like being superficial, this is more correlated with um, whether you're an intuitive or sensory. So sensors can sometimes appear to intuitives as being very superficial, being into beauty pageants or being into like small talk and well
1: it's because their eyes like the specifics of appearance that makes complete sense where they're like these they appreciate those things Mm
3: -hmm. they also they fit into society more than intuitives and so they care a lot about public perception um, how others view them and so to an enfj who really just wants to understand the depth of who you are i just want to know your life story and you know, someone just like
1: I just want to buy that jacket and feel good yeah, wearing but they it. They just
3: want to talk. About, <laughs> if, they, if they just want to talk about, let's say, like um, more superficial things, that then you're gonna feel like it's a turnoff. But to sensors, it can feel like being respectful. It feels like taking the time to really engage in the pleasantries that you, maybe you might not appreciate as much, but other sensors would. And so we each have these sort of mating calls and subtle signals that we give off in each interaction and if you tend to be compatible or share many of the right letters then this ends up playing out naturally and just working out
1: amazing oh. mm-hmm. i obviously want to go into every single type and like ask how to talk to them but i think you've given some really good guidelines and that article that i gave a link for com slash MBTI Boo will get you to the Boo dating website, and then you can find all these articles because I think that this stuff is just so fascinating. And I think that the more you understand about other people, yes, it makes you enlightened so that you can date people who are better for you. But I think in general, it just helps you understand human beings and that they are ruled by their personality, and that sometimes their personality is just different than you. So rather than disliking it or being angry at it, you can really just like. Hug it, respect it, take it in and do with it as you please. So I think that this was really helpful information on so many different levels. I'm going to wrap up the show now unless Marissa has any other questions for our guests. Actually, I'm going to ask Marissa one more question. Like, as a woman, how much do you like hearing about this stuff? Or why is this stuff? So actually, she's an ENFJ, so maybe it's not as a woman. That's why she likes it. But like, why do you like hearing about this stuff so much? What does it mean? Yeah, I am super duper fascinated
2: with with this what it means is like it's like a a mystery being revealed right like we're seeing the magic trick of like that's why this person acts this way or that's why we get along like they're so this is
1: pulling the curtain
2: yeah you're pulling back the curtain on a human being and it's just like super fascinating i think and also just like showing me sort of it's it feels like i have secrets to learn how to like better relate to people like it just feels like such a like a secretive treat of some kind so yeah i feel the same way and like you said like as an enfj i'm i'm probably like really interested like i'm the kind of person that looks up behavioral psychology ted talks and and, like youtube videos like i watch all that stuff all the time because i'm very interested in people
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so so, what is, so Derek, what's the type that's not interested in people? Like what would be the opposite to that? Where they would just be like, I don't give a shit about Myers-Briggs.
3: <laughs> That'd be your husband. <laughs> <gasps> oh. ISTPs?
1: God. Are we not a good match for each other? God.
3: ISTPs, they can like disappear for months at a time. Yeah. Not want to be near people at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I have a relative who is an ISTP. I hear from her. I text her and then I call her. They're very, very, very good at avoiding people. And when you, they do respond like three months later, they'll be like, oh, hey, yeah. Just like very casual about nothing ever having happened. Wow. Just playing it off yep. very cool. Like I
1: was in a cave for three months. Yeah, I think that my husband and I have a workaround for that. So his job takes him away for a month at a time so that he actually gets to go live in a, another world for a month and then come back and then he can be present. So it actually works out for the two of us. Well, you were talking about before about me being like so into Myers-Briggs. I've had so many times where I'm learning something fascinating like this. I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to you about this forever. And he's like, great. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why can't you engage? And then I'll call somebody else up who does like talking about this and they'll just go, I'll go for it. So it's just so interesting. Risa, yes, one more question.
2: Um, yeah, so question about introverts and extroverts. I've taken the tests a few times. I've taken different versions of the Myers-Briggs test. And I get extrovert, but I have the introvert qualities where I definitely need to recharge on my own. Like I don't get energy from hanging out with other people. However, I'm more happy when I am engaging with other people and having person-to-person contact. It lights you up. It lights me up. So for all the introverts and extroverts out there, or maybe people who are like, I think it's called... Omnibar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what Zoolander, like, I can't turn left. The... Yeah. What would you say, what I just said about the introvert-extrovert cusp? Like, yeah, where you draw your energy from and all of that.
3: Right. I think a reason why you find yourself around a lot of extroverts, whether it be in your best friend relationships or whether it be in romantic relationships, is because perhaps you're not really that extroverted. Perhaps, you know, you're somewhere in between. You're ambiverted. And so you maybe give off signals to other extroverts that like you're ready for adoption. You know, you give off introvert vibes. There's like a meme that says like extroverts are constantly adopting introverts. Like you don't find an extrovert, they find you. And so if you're just being your natural self, being, you know, to yourself, sort of in the middle between introversion and extroversion, extroverts would find being with you more stimulating because they can talk a lot and you would listen and they'd feel very appreciated for being who they naturally very much are. But at the same time, since you're more like you're in between, you can be play sort of like an introvert role in the relationship.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
3: Interesting.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So much to process. And yeah, like you said, you know, I have so many friends who like, I'm thinking about all their boyfriends and husbands and it's like my friends are mostly the extroverts and then all the boyfriends and husbands are like of the introverted like more quiet right oh, for sure oh interesting wow yeah, yeah. mind blown patterns. it's
3: like the moment in the matrix mind where you take the red pill and you realize everything <laughs> you realize the patterns yeah
1: yeah so interesting. Well, Derek, thank you so much for for coming onto our show. Why don't you tell people about how they can sign up for this app? And then maybe you can tell me where the app is being most used right
3: now. Yeah, for sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really enjoy talking with you guys and
1: You're
2: wonderful.
3: For your followers, for subscribers and listeners or um Marissa, you got more questions? feel free to like (laughs) email me. My email is Derek at Boo.Dating. You can feel free to shoot me any email. I respond to almost all personal emails and you can download the app via our website, HTTPS Boo.Dating or um, use the link that Marnie sent. And it's a completely free app, but we have a subscription option for premium, extra premium features that describe in depth how to date and how to understand each of the personality types. It's called Boo telepathy, dating telepathy. We go into depth about 16 different categories from strengths and weaknesses, what are they attracted by, what are their pet peeves, likely interests, love languages, and flirting tips, et cetera, et cetera. Our users are predominantly in the US, but we also have a presence in UK, Germany, and other Western countries, predominantly mostly Western countries right now, and within Western countries, predominantly the US.
2: And what are you, Derek? Oh yeah, I, good question.
3: That is too sensitive to be public. That is too dangerous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm an ENTJ.
2: ENTJ.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. Very interesting. I love it. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming onto the show. You've been awesome. And you were great on my Facebook Live as well. Mm-hmm. Marissa, thank you for coming Mm -hmm. on the show today and filling in for Kristen. I'm so happy to have you here. If anybody wants to get a copy of The F Formula, which Marissa wrote, which teaches you all about the three phases of flirting that all women need to go to in order to flirt back with you and feel attraction, then go to theflirtformula.com. theflirtformula.com. New episodes of the Ask for Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show so you don't have to download and you can spend the rest of your time, your freedom going on apps like Boo dating app and meeting unbelievable women. And now you can actually use it more effectively, I think, after this conversation. So I think this was very enlightening and very helpful. We will see you guys next week.